We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true story. I'm so excited today in today's episode. I'm joined by Carol and Mandy. These are my friends and colleagues. We work together. We have known ourselves from Uganda and now we are in German. Yeah, so we shall share our personal experiences just like we do in our podcast. But the theme today, the topic is about the dogs. Wow, I'm sure you're excited to know about the dogs. <laughs> so, Mendy, you can introduce yourself. Yeah. Thank you, Otako. I'm grateful to be here with you guys today. My name is Mandy. I'm from Germany. I was in Uganda for my internship in 2018. And mm -hmm. since then, I'm still going to Uganda because I really fell in love to that country. And yeah, we are now here in Marburg meeting <laughs> all of us <laughs> since we have not seen us for, for a while. Yeah, thank you so much, Mandy. I met Mandy also in Uganda when she came for the internship in the organization that I was also working for. So now, Carol. Yes, thank you so much, Otako, for hosting me. I'm really very happy to be in Marburg. I am Carol. I come from Uganda. And currently, I'm living in Stuttgart, Zillenburg. And uh, I'm really excited to talk about dogs because it's really a happy thing for me to talk about. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> and I'm so happy that we shift from Uganda to German. Mm -hmm. Like, we meet each other here, we meet each other there. Isn't that exciting? It's really nice, it's really you know, nice. living two cultures at the same time and then experiencing them mm -hmm. at the same time. But the point today, what our cultures in is your pets and maybe dogs. How do you see dogs? Okay, maybe Karo, could you give us a preamble? When you hear dogs in Ugandan perspective, well, um, in Uganda, dogs are mm. dogs. Mm. Dogs are pets which are supposed to guard people because in the in our culture, let's say when in the long stories, a man had his own dog and the dog was guarding his cow. The man was not hugging a dog; rather, the the dog was there to guard the man to protect the man from the wild animals, to protect the man from everything, from thieves. So that is how the dog comes in as a pet, where people still have the dogs at their homes. 
and they sleep outside to guard the house, to guard the family. Yeah. Yeah. So generally, the dogs in Uganda are looked at more as a security exactly. reasons. Mm-hmm. If you have a dog, you have it for security. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a dog, you don't have it for sleeping or hugging. <laughs> no. Yeah. So then, Mandy, so what is the, the dogs in the German perspective? You're, you're a German person. Yeah, you can tell us. <laughs> okay. So for me, I have grown up with dogs. I have always been like a family member. And let me tell you, in Germany, Germans, they have the problem. I think maybe not just Germany, also Europe. People have the problem that they treat dogs as human beings so they're hugging dogs they're sleeping with the dogs in the same bed they are inside so they're not just there for protection protecting the house or something they are there for for giving the humans love and taking care for each other all these things in my culture Mm. the dog also receives love Mm. when it is outside It also receives love because they cook for it food Mm -hmm. because someone will really buy meat for that dog. Isn't that love? I never said this. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this is a very interesting conversation. You see, looking at two different perspectives of a dog and that man, when did you first fall in love with dogs as a pet? I think because we had a dog who was called Holly and she was I was growing up with her so she was always been there like my sister she was mm-hmm. I have spent time with her like for for over 10 years of my life so mm-hmm. I I couldn't imagine to live without her because she was a family mm-hmm. member mm-hmm. this is how I felt in love with dogs okay. I got I got used to have always a dog around me and it mm. was not just a pet it was yeah a family member wow and carol what, what, uh have you ever fallen in love with a dog as a pet or do you have something different other than a dog to be your pet uh for me i really fell in love with a cat mm. which cat stole our food it we cooked food for dinner and it it was fish you know cats love fish and it stole our fish for dinner. Everyone was very angry with it. So, and <laughs> they had, we had to make to punish her. It was to sleep outside this night. And a dog beat her. They ate one of her, the side of her face. And yeah, then oh after she was also angry with us, with everyone, with everything. And it went off. So since then, we did not have dogs. We only had rats in the house, which were not even our friends. But, well, yeah, know, it's interesting. In Europe, these people have a lot of pets. <laughs> the rats, the cats. I mean, but today we are focusing on the dogs. Yeah. And I, can I ask Carol something? Yeah, you can ask Carol something. Because isn't it that your family is having a dog right now? Yes, that is true. My family is having a dog right now, but that dog is for security. Now our dog is called Ginger. Yeah, and he he's really a very sweet dog, but it is for security. It protects the whole family from thieves. There are a lot of thieves in Uganda, so it protects them from thieves and everything. Yeah. Wow. The dog is both in our cultures, both in German and in Uganda. But I would like to say something to Mandy. Right now you have a dog. 
What is the name of the dog? His name is Balu and he is the father of Ginger. <laughs> As we are conversing right now, Balu is just aside there, looking at us, talking about him. So, how come that he was named Balu? And what does that mean? Because when he was a puppy, I was always thinking like, which name can I give this dog? And he was looking like a duko. A dubo. <laughs> a dubo. A dubo. What is that? A dubo is a bear. A bear. Mm, okay. Yeah. So this is why I was I was thinking about the jungle book. And so I remember there is this big bear called Baloo. So I decided to call him Baloo. Yeah, it's a sweet name, Balu. Wow. So how did you manage to bring Balu from Uganda to Germany? It was not easy, my friend. They were asking me for mm. like documents, for different vaccines. I had to send his blood to a specific um, lab so that they can check his blood if it's fine, if he is healthy. So mm. I had to do all this bureaucratic stuff and I had to spend a lot of money to bring him here. Mm. So what was the moment that you have, you will never forget? Maybe that I I had to extend my stay mm -hmm. <laughs> because I didn't plan to be in Uganda for, for this long time. So I had to extend because he was not old enough to be taken. Then the first time when we sent the blood to someone helped me to send because he was going to Germany. He was going with Balu's blood and he was scared <laughs> that someone can ask him stupid questions. But everything worked out. But at the end of the day, the blood was poured. Oh. So we had to repeat everything. I had to extend my flight again and again. And yeah. And how long did it take you to process this? Uh, like in in totally it was like six months because he had to be three months old to get his vaccine mm -hmm. and then I had to add other three months to uh, get everything done done with his mm. papers. Mm -hmm. Wow! So it seems that you lived in Uganda where there is a different culture of of identifying dogs in the in the society. What was the Worst conflict that you'd say. There's a moment that this happened and I didn't understand why these people are thinking like this. Okay, there are different <laughs> things. Like the, when you're talking about the worst thing, I think it was violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you should never blame people. You should always ask yourself, why are they behaving like that? Why are they thinking like that? They always have their reasons, yeah? So, but for me, what I really was making me scared was that people um, throw stones to like Baloo because they were scared. He was a playful, he was a baby. So he wanted to play always with everyone. So I, I really understand that people, they have experience, always about experience, yeah? So they have experience, they're getting scared. So um, this is why they wanted to protect themselves. But at the same time, they were scaring the dog. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's, it's always about experience. I have met people and, and kids who were so scared about dogs. And then they started to, to get to know Baloo. 
and they started to love Balu. There's a friend of mine, he never had experiences and he was so scared of any dog. Then he started to, to love Balu. He was always taking care of him when I didn't have time. And now he has, um, he's helping me to taking care of Balu's kids. <laughs> so he learned how to, to get in touch with dogs and how to love dogs. Yeah. And I think that this comes from the fact that uh, there are so many street dogs in Uganda where these street dogs do not get vaccinated from rabies, from very many mm. different kinds of diseases and children are being bitten by street dogs. So in that, in this way, children try to protect themselves from that dog and also the parents try to protect themselves or their children from that dogs. I have also a friend who's whose sister was bitten by a dog. She almost lost her life mm. because it was just a street dog that was passing around and it it just found her and it bite her and this dog had rabies. She almost died. So this is why people really don't like dogs so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I really feel these two experiences. Personally, I would say I, I used to love dogs. Mm. Yeah, I fought to have a dog and I got a small puppy. But then I moved with it in the village and then this puppy was killed by the villagers because they had fear for the dog. Yeah. But then, Karo, have you ever experienced a dog? Uh, are you scared, being scared of a dog or have you experienced where a dog made you like running away? Sincerely speaking, one time mm. I was when I was in Uganda, I used to like patting a lot. Mm. I was going home. It was around 2 a.m. Mm. I just had just separated from my friends and I see a gang of dogs waiting for me in the corner. This is the only road to home. So I stand. What am I going to do? So, so, so because usually in, when you see a dog at home, when you touch down, they all run away because they are scared. They know they are going to be beaten. I touch down. The dogs are coming. It's There are like over 12 dogs. I run. You know, there is this thing they say that if the dog licks your feet, you will be overwalking. That's like a parable proverb at home. The dogs were licking my feet because they almost caught me. But luckily, I found someone in, like at the corner and he was a man and he, he chased them away and they were all scared and they went away so from that day i feared dogs but now when i met balu yeah at least now i'm not so scared with, of dogs then that brings me you, you moved from uganda mm. you came to german where the culture of dogs is different mm. so what was your i mean what was your culture shock <laughs> my <of> friend dog <laughs> culture in german my friend there mm. is a lot to be shocked about mm. I was surprised that a dog pays a ticket. <laughs> a ticket like for a child. Like some dogs even pay more than their owners. A, a bus ticket, a, a train bus ticket. ticket, a train ticket. A car ride. Exactly. That wow. shocked me so much. Wow. I was so shocked that people sleep with their dogs in the rooms, on the beds. The dogs are climbing on people's beds. <laughs> I was so shocked. One time I found Baloo in my bed. I was waking up feeling Baloo next to me. Feeling <laughs> happy. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was dreaming. I was not feeling happy. I was dreaming. And I felt, okay, maybe someone is next to me. This, is, this person is warm. 
<laughs> changing my face i'm seeing balu oh i i was shocked i was like go out of my bed uh, <laughs> it was not like that anyway so is that all that you can share with us about your culture shop with dogs <laughs> paying tickets paying um uh another culture shock mm. taking walks with a dog wow. going for kaka going for this going for that for us the dogs know where their toilets are everywhere is the toilet for the dogs <laughs> they go for themselves mm. you don't need to to walk with them even the ginger we have at home our dog he makes his kaka somewhere mm. no 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 we don't no one has to go with him for a walk for a jog no mm. he plays with himself mm. he does not need anyone to play with him no Oh wow. That is a shock. It is a shock also me. It mm. was a shock. In German I found all kinds of dogs. There are small ones that are like a rat, <laughs> like a cat. But one thing I learned about the dog mm. in in Europe or in German, dogs resemble the owners. <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> one time I saw a guy. No, I first saw that dog. The dog has a long face. So <laughs> I looked at that dog. This thing came in my mind because someone told me that dogs look like their owners. Look at that dog, you'll know how their owners look like. I turned my face to look at the owner. The owner was long and tall. The face was long like his dog. I was like, this is true from this day. <laughs> yes. Dogs resemble the owners. I was also told that by Mandy who told me one day that yeah dogs resemble the owners mm. that's true dogs you have passport like identification mm. you need to they need to be identified they pay taxes for dogs oh. but Mandy will give us more information about that so the thing is this Mandy tell us why are dogs pets important in the life of someone in German to your own perspective not in a professional way because you are not a dog profession person but you can share with us the, the listeners the people there who would like to know people like no come from Uganda or maybe some people come from other parts of the world yeah yeah i think people should not forget they are also living object not just dogs like any animal they are also living object objects and um you know it for some people it's good to have responsibilities so they can even help you out when you are depressed when you are not feeling good because they are, they're taking care of you they're giving you love and they they're like trust their trustful objects and not objects like they're they're more than that and they you know you are you they force you to go out with them you always have to be on out having walks having fresh air so things that are good for you but maybe sometimes you can't motivate yourself to do those things so you have something that treats you to to they treat you to treat you in a better way mm. like wow. that yourself can treat yourself yes so i understand it this way that if you look at the reverse psychology yeah dogs are actually health pets for people we look at this every day early in the morning someone has to wake up take the dog outside for a walk which is very easy in europe in german when it's so cold someone can decide to stay inside 
I think that really dogs become the masters of German people. <laughs> Not so. Yeah, but of course there are also people who are just selfish. They just see like people are coming to me saying, "Oh, your dog is so beautiful. Where can I buy?" A dog like that, and I'm thinking, oh my god, he is not like something like a clothes that you can buy at a market. So some people they just want, I don't know, they just want to. They're selfish. I even don't know what is the goal to have a dog when you don't want the character of the dog. You are just it's just important for you how they look like, and I even don't know what's what's the goal. Like why are people doing this? I don't get it. So did you buy Balu or you? No, for me, I I found Balu when he was really small. He was even, I think, too small to be separated from the mother. So a friend asked me to if I can help him to support Balu. Then I started to take care of him and yeah. And then a friend realized that he can't be a better father or mother, and said you can take Balu. Yes. Mm. A dog so expensive to, to to buy in German. And what are the requirements to have a dog in German? If Carl wants to have one. <laughs> I think it depends because there are private persons who are selling dogs and there are also this um these people who are doing it as their job. And for for this I think sometimes you need it, it depends also on the dog when there are this dogs who are needing who need more trainings i think there's even you have to do like a training pass a training course to yeah yeah, that allows you to have a dog like that Mm. i heard that also there are dogs that if they fail they are they are house building they cannot do the jobs they're supposed to do like here i've seen in my books a city where there are so many uh people with uh, uh with visual challenges they cannot see well and they need a dog that can lead them in their daily life so dogs do the house building and if they can't pass then they will not be there to support the people with visual challenges people who cannot see yeah carol you had something to say. yeah i was really amused by that that they are, that dogs can be trained to help people with visual challenges because if i look at this if i look at a dog in this kind of in this point of view because it they really they are really so helpful they can be so helpful that someone is independent yeah even if they have help of a dog they can still go to work because then the dog is going is trained where the street is when the person can cross when the person can do everything that they are supposed to do that mm. is so amazing but also how do they really maintain it because dogs are really playful if it sees someone throwing a stick or a ball flying i believe that dogs want to catch it because they want to play usually the dogs are still young they are not going to get an old dog with 13 or 14 years to be to be of help with for someone how do they make it and how do they maintain that do you have any idea about that no, I can just tell you that I don't like those things at all because, of course, they're helpful. But I believe that they're also, you know, that we are now in twenty twenty one, maybe in twenty twenty two, when you are listening to this podcast, and we, you know, there are other things that can people um, that can be helpful for people. 
and you don't have to use living objects to just for yourself because of course dogs they want to do those things but they are they're just training the dogs for for their own benefits mm. so what's the benefit from the dogs then he just lives for you but he doesn't question, have his own life but the question is the dog is supporting someone with a visual challenge so the dog's the eye of that person you understand is how how then that beautiful and nice uh, yeah of course uh, it it looks beautiful and nice but when you try to to think like as a dog is it is it a nice life just to be there for your human being you cannot go to this stick to grab it because you're supposed to be there at at your human being all the time okay i understand your point like you need your freedom so that means i think more dogs in german don't have freedom yeah what do you say about that mainly i think so too in fabalu i mean i when we came to germany of course i he didn't have that freedom that he has in in uganda because there he was like our car said he was able to do his kaka everywhere he wanted <laughs> he was going everywhere where he wanted sometimes i met him somewhere <laughs> just in the night he came into the house and now in, in germany he's staying with me in a flat we don't have a garden he just have to come out he's just allowed to to go out when i i decide okay we're having a walk now um but yeah we should not forget that also dogs they are really good in socializing mm-hmm. they're really good in socializing and i think balu is still happy he's happy sometimes they are dogs they really get so they make themselves dependent mm. on human beings but it's mm. also the task of human beings to try to avoid that that mm. they're okay. not too much dependent because then mm. they even can't be happy when you're going to work they are crying all the time mm. yes mm. so you have always to to have Yet. the balance mm. the balance oh wow yeah mandy you talked about uh, dogs being happy How can you tell that that dog is happy and how can you tell that the dog is not happy because it's something that cannot okay it's someone I don't even know if it is someone but it is someone that cannot talk or say oh I am tired oh I am hungry how will you determine that that I am happy I am not happy how my dear they are talking not not, not in your language but they are talking okay, tell me about that language <laughs> So for for dogs you can really see it like how they're behaving uh, you can see it from their body language um some dogs they are crying mm-hmm. and um they can get depressed they can also have depressions and this is when they don't want to play when they just want to sleep when they just they don't come to you you know you see Balu he always comes he wants to to play he's trying to get attention he's jumping and running but there are also times when he's not feeling well when he's just sleeping mm-hmm. he just sleeps yeah okay wow that's interesting it's really good to share such experiences so you are you you had balu in uganda what was the funny moment when you you were trying to move the balu in uganda is there a moment that you feel like is a day or is this time when i was with balu this dog in uganda and people looked at me like i'm i am made you know to a human being 
there were a lot of those moments. Oh my God. You know, for me, I am, for me, I'm always moving around. I'm going to this place. I'm going to this place. And I, I didn't have an own car in, in Uganda. So I was always using a taxi, a matatu. Yeah. So a matatu is more of like a, a public taxi. Like you'd say, mini buses that take people around the city, yeah. move from one point of the city to another point, or move from one point of Uganda to another point of Uganda. So that's a matatu. Please just continue. I wanted to clear that. Thank you, Otako, yeah. for mm. me. And <laughs> when I had Balu, I was moving with Balu in a matatu. So I was standing there on Entebbe Road waiting for a taxi to, to take me. People, they looked at me, they started to laugh. <laughs> People, they knew me about that. They were asking me, hey, are you not the Mozungu with the dog who's always there at, and, at Entebbe Road? In with Bodas, with the motorcycle. I went with Balu, <laughs> carrying him. Um, what else? We were downtown in Kampala, where you rarely see white people, but <laughs> they saw me with a dog. <laughs> and there were other moments, like people started to, to know, get to know, okay, this, this person, she really likes dog and is taking care of dogs. So they started to <laughs> throw their dogs in our compound. Then <laughs> <laughs> also the dogs, they, they saw me. I don't know. Um, there were days when I was walking with Balu and I walked and I walked, I looked behind me and from, <laughs> it was not just Balu behind me, there were other 10 dogs following me. <laughs> so I had my own gang and people started to travel with me because they said, Hey, you're taking all the dogs to our place, but they were just following me. <laughs> so is there a moment that you sat in a matatu with Balu, a dog? And you people were like, did they allow it to enter the matatu, a public transport with the dog? Not always. So I had to wait for for longer time. I knew that, okay, when I would travel with Balu, I have to start my trip earlier because not all of them could allow me. But there were some, they were sometimes they're asking me for more money. Um, but there were always someone who was stopping and taking me with Balu, but he was still a puppy. It was getting more difficult when he was growing. Okay, wow. So that's interesting. Of course, yeah, in, in Europe, people move with their dogs, in the trains, in the buses, you know, and everywhere they move with their dogs, you know, and that. And that's also something different from Uganda. That's what I would say. So, Mendy. I would like to close this story. What would you like to say to someone that w wants to get a dog from Uganda? What should they prepare themselves for? They should, they should, they should know the process because if you are not prepared and you don't have all your documents, your dog will get problems. And I think you should always avoid that. And you should not just be selfish to, to have a uh, dog for yourself, to get your care, to get your love, your security. You should mm. always not forget that this is also a living object that needs his own, that has his own will. Okay. So good. What did you learn about Uganda's culture with dogs? Is there anything that you learned that you'd like to see that if it was in Germany, it would be good? Yeah, I think 
we we need the balance uh, like caro said in uganda it's more the dog is not supposed to to enter the house and uh, to be there for security for me i think it's um it's not a problem to have the dog inside but still what i see from the germans it sometimes they they treat dogs as humans and this is at the end also not good for the dogs so if you have to balance mm. okay good and caro Do you have something that you learned from German culture with dogs that you would like to maybe Ugandans can also try to adopt so that they are? Yeah, for me, I think that if the dog is not yours, do not touch. Because if you touch someone's dog, let's say a dog comes sniffing on you and then you touch it, some people are very angry about that. So you should really take care. Only if the owner says yes, then you can touch their dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people for them the dogs are really really very important like men say that maybe they are part of their families or they are they take them as children mm-hmm. so it is the same way how no, someone will not want you to touch their kids mm-hmm. so please don't touch people's dogs yeah i think i also i think i love that yeah. kind of culture not touching someone's yeah. dog mm-hmm. is their own dog yeah so before uh, i say that we have so many dogs in uganda that are on the street and one time I had a conversation with Mandy and she would really like to start like um, a shelter for dogs in Uganda to have them yeah live a better life that was where there is space and freedom and care and love so Mandy would you like to to tell us more about that vision of yours yeah i mean this is a dream um from my side it's um and i was never thinking about that but then when i was in uganda i had a lot of puppies around me like a lot <laughs> and i realized i really would like to take care of all of them but i was not not able to do that and in kampala there is one shelter they really are doing a great job but it's there are still so many street dogs so it's not en- enough and there's there are so many like so many uh, things where you can support and where you can help but m- often it's like that people forget the the animals mm. so this is why i have the dream to support the dogs and having my own dog shelter one day yeah so we in this podcast as we say we create platform for people to share their own dreams and also using their real life experiences that they have gone through life and i think in this episode i put mandy's contact and information in this podcast you'll see it and then you can definitely if you're really interested in seeing dogs saved in uganda you get in touch with mandy i'll put the contact there the email address and information where you can reach her and also you can use our email of the podcast and then you can also reach mandy with that also another thing i would say with because of covid-19 in uganda many dogs really were affected because the more people cannot afford to have something that means that the dogs won't afford also to have something So I see every time on the streets in Kampala in Uganda many dogs are thrown a hit by cars people don't respect that so, so there's need for awareness about dogs and how they should be protected as animals and I think we can't say the law is there but the law cannot be implemented 
without people who are there to implement it. And I think it's a good vision, Mandy. And I would say with this podcast, we are sharing this information that people reach Mandy and support her Yay. in the view of getting the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over the, the shelter. Save the dogs in Uganda, Mandy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank On you Carol. Yeah. Anything you would like to say, the last thing to the listeners? Well, I say people support Mandy, support the dog shelter in Uganda. The dogs really want to be in a good environment. Dogs want to eat. They want to be off the streets. They want to have a shelter over their heads. Save the dogs in Uganda. Yeah, thank you so much for our listeners. And as I said, today's podcast, we are sharing our personal experiences. And Balu has woke up right now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, yemaitruestory.com, for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.